Welcome to the Tron Cast. SHL, welcome to the Troncast. Uh, my name is Notorious Tron. Today I'm going to go through the SHL Season 54 draft, uh, my reactions to the picks, and uh, kind of some um, brief highlight analysis uh, on the players' TPE and uh, team needs and stuff like that. So a um, little bit about the analysis first. I want to shout out to Mediocre Fred, who wrote a really great scraper to go through each player page under each roster on the on the forums and scrape together some information i took his code and kind of built on it uh to go through the prospect pool uh and some other tpe calculations and pulling in individual attributes and adapted it to the fhm attributes um but anyway so thank you to him for putting together that scraper and actually letting me use it and uh and you know tailor it to my needs so uh, before I get started, I want to explain a little bit about the analysis that I did. Um, so I pulled together everybody's TPE on the site. Um, the I calculated the number of seasons they've been in the league. So this is kind of a rough calculation uh, because it assumes that you can earn all your TPE at the at a consistent rate throughout the season. Um, so. It, it's a little clunky, the analysis, but um, what, what it essentially does is it, it takes your season draft class um, minus the current season, well, the current season minus your season, uh, and then adds one for your first junior season. And that gives you the number of years you've been in the league. It takes your total TPE minus 155, you know, your starting TPE, and divides that by uh, the number of years you've been in the league to get like the amount of TPE you can get per year. Uh, then I, I add that on to your current TPE each year for every year you have left until regression. And then that gives me an approximate peak TPE. Now that assumes you continue earning at this constant rate. Um, another flaw in this is that the way that I, the, the, the date that I pulled this data was this morning. And with this last update, we had some players who had purchased their off-season training and some who hadn't. So that will kind of bias up some numbers and bias down some numbers. Uh, but I think it gives you a good directional analysis of where these players could end up uh, in the future. And plus, I want to do this podcast during double bonus uh, week. So I don't want to have to wait until uh, the next update to do it because I won't get as much money. So anyway, that being said, we're going to hop into the analysis. Um, the first pick went to Texas Renegades and they took Mikel Osmus Sondergaard. So he is currently the second highest earner in his draft class, I believe. Uh, he has 362 TPE. It gives him approximate peak of 2,225 TPE. Um, Texas as a team needed... Uh, well, they need a goalie, but they have two young goalies earning uh, TPE, so they don't necessarily need a, a prospect yet. Um, they're 
Dwight Goodman just made his debut, I think, this last season. He is their goalie of the future. I don't know if Niederreiter, their other goalie, is active. Um, I actually don't have that kind of um, thing built into this analysis because I'm not really sure how to do it. I don't know what pages to scrape uh, to get that. So just roughly, we're going to assume that everybody who's not in regression is earning. So he is at 510 TPE, but he's season 48. So I would imagine that he's probably inactive. Uh, so they could probably use a backup to Goodman uh, or at least a goalie of the future. And they didn't take it early, but no one takes a goalie super early. So uh, I think this is a good pick on defense. Um, they have an average defense in their prospect pool, an average TPE in their prospect pool of 607. Um, so they're super strong on the defensive end, but they're probably looking for best player available at that point, and it's hard to argue with uh, with Sundergaard for that pick. Uh, the next pick was by my Toronto North Stars, and they took Ryosuke Sato. So he is also a defenseman. Um, Toronto um, pretty much needs help everywhere. Uh, they've got a really great prospect prospect pool, but I know ML was looking defense uh, for this first pick, and I think he, he made a pretty good pick. Um, he's not the highest earner in his class, but then again, uh, it could be that he hasn't done his uh, off-season er, off training yet. So 303 TPE is what we have him at this morning. That puts him on pace for a 1600 peak. Uh, so that's a lot lower than Sundergaard's peak of 2200. So um, again, those numbers could be just based on, um, the difference could be based on him not doing his training yet, but, uh, clearly ML saw something he liked in the player. He's been a good addition to the locker room and he makes a solid number two overall pick. Um, number three was Matthew Soffel. This is the guy that a lot of people had mocked to Toronto as the number two. Uh, he's currently tops in the class at 379 TPE, puts him on pace for 2395 TPE. Um, that's surely going to slow down uh, because I think that would break records. But he's in, in any case, he's a super high earner out of Anchorage and New England, who's already a really good team. Um, they didn't necessarily need a lot of defense help with prospects. They have... Um, Steven, it's Xcraft. It, I never know how to say that guy's name. Um, but they also have a, a ton more forwards than they do defensemen. So it makes sense to kind of stockpile a nice big uh, defensive prospect with this pick. So Dwight Knight was number three. And Knight is the first forward off the board out of Carolina. At 305 current TPE, puts him on pace for 1655 peak TPE. Um, Tampa Bay, the team that picked him, has decent prospect um, pool on in the defensive end um, and not a lot for forwards. So they have Frederick Wainsley um, as a forward prospect, but that's about it. Uh, so this is a good pick. I don't think you can really um, complain about it. I think he was probably the best forward on the board at this point. Uh, and yeah, I think Tampa Bay, you know, 
pick the best player available and the best player that fits their situation. Um, the next pick I love, obviously, because I'm from Anaheim, was Amelia Bergman. So this is a defenseman out of Anaheim. Um, this user writes tons of media and makes tons of money on the site. So this is a great pick uh, by the Buffalo Stampede as far as their team needs. Uh, Buffalo didn't have any defensemen. Uh, they actually only have one prospect um, listed on the site, and that's a forward. So they need pretty much everything. Uh, they pick up one of the best defensemen on the board. I don't. I don't. I think that Bergman was in the discussion for number two overall. Um, currently at three hundred fourteen TPE and on a pace for seventeen forty-seven approximate PTPE. So I think that's a that's a great pick at Buffalo, and I was actually surprised to see Bergman still on the board at number five. Uh, number six, Calgary actually traded up for this pick to get Mats Marner. Um, Mats Marner, uh, out of Newfoundland, has 261 TPE, so kind of a low earner, but uh, they must know something I don't know about the user um, and his locker room presence or uh, posting on the site. Marner, uh, I had projected in my mock to go early round two. Um, I don't think it's a bad pick per se, uh, but they definitely got their guy. That's the guy they wanted. So as far as their prospect pool kind of now, um, they have a great defensive prospect in Bradley Barkoff, and um, they have some decent forward prospects, Trey Nets and Chris Siren. So this was a, a pick to fulfill or to fill um, a need at, at forward. Um, they need kind of an elite forward prospect, um, but I think this guy could fit the bill uh, if, he, if he picks up his TPE earning. So Matt's Marner is that pick. Um, Chicago then takes Vitek. Vitek. Yeah, you guys are going to hear me butcher some names. Um, this is a left winger out of Carolina. 287 current TPE. Puts him on pace for 1475. Um this is another one where I think there were higher earning players left on the board. Um, Daniel LaFrost is one. Um, Bork, Lazar, Bork Laser is one and Pojo Biscuit. Um, so I was a little bit shocked to see uh, another um, lower earner go, but I guess, uh, you know, fit on the team is a priority, I think, for Chicago. So, and in the locker room. So as far as their um, prospect pool, they have, um, they could really use help everywhere, but they get back-to-back -back picks here. So um, this, that will help them kind of fill this out. And they have two picks in the second round as well. So with their first one, they take uh, forward. They currently, their best forward prospect is uh, projected to peak around 1700 TPE. And um, they, they take another winger here. Um, that projects around 1,400 TPE until, you know, uh, off-season training and stuff uh, messes with those numbers. But regardless, that's a good winger pick out of uh, Carolina. I probably, again, would have taken a higher earner, but that uh, this analysis does not take into account personality at all. So personality fit is definitely big in the SHL, and you want to keep these guys engaged and in the locker room where they're going to thrive. And that's probably what Chicago had in mind when they made this pick. Um, the next one is kind of similar. Uh, they take another winger. Chicago, again, takes Rodicus Scott. Um, 
out of Kelowna. He has 293 TPE, uh, set to peak about 1535. And Chicago, as I said, they need forward prospects, they need defense prospects. Uh, they could even use a backup goalie prospect um, behind Sunica. But uh, you can't really argue with this pick. Like I said, they've got to fill out their um, their prospect pool. So Chicago's doing that with by taking a lot of picks in the first two rounds. So uh, that means that Dan, Daniel LaForce was there for the Edmonton Blizzard. I This is a user I thought would go a lot higher. He seems to be active on the site. Um, and his TPE is decent. So let me flip back around. Sorry about the delays. Uh, he has 303 TPE on pace for 1635. Uh, out of Kelowna. I mean, I think this is a great pick. Um, Edmonton, as a team, they have uh, one kind of elite prospect, uh, William Hartman, who's projected for 1630 TPE. And then uh, they have a couple projected at about 1,000. And on defense is where I thought they, they had the biggest need. But I guess they're going best prospect best player available here and um i don't think you can argue with with laforest as a as a user and as a as an earner so i think i think they make a decent pick i probably would have gone defense here especially with this uh this next guy off the board um so that brings us to the new orleans specters bork laser is the next pick off the board uh out of anchorage 353 tpe already so uh, we've got super high earner this is he's third in tpe as of today um uh, but again we, we're missing some uh some off-season workouts for some of these guys um third in tpe in his class currently defenseman out of anchorage on pace for 21 35 tpe um so i think that's a that's a really good pick by new orleans new orleans is a prospect pool i mean they've got they're kind of loaded with um prospects across the board i mean they've only got four prospects but they're all uh projected to eclipse 1500 tpe so they've got a lot of good active young prospects um they don't have any wingers but um they only have one defenseman so the, this uh laser will pour, pair nicely with their defensive core of the future so um i think yeah, it's a good pick uh, for a team that you know is kind of well-rounded in their prospect pool so best player available, I, I think, is, is the right move for them. Uh, Baltimore Platoon. Now, this is a team where their prospects, um, I don't have any prospects listed for them uh, that, are, that are active and earning. Um, now, that could be a mistake with the, with the site. Um, yeah, it looks like I'm missing uh, center Ethan, Ethan Duncan on this. Um, that's because he must be inactive. Well, I don't know. His player's still listed in um, Simon T. Hockey Simulator format on here, which is why he's excluded from my analysis and he doesn't have a TPE listed. So I don't know if this is an active user, although he's online now, so it's a little confusing. Uh, but anyway, not to get too far uh, off track here, Baltimore doesn't have any prospects listed in my analysis. So they can take anything they can get. Uh, they they end up with Pojo Biscuit, 
Pojo Biscuit is a defenseman out of, also out of Anchorage. 393 TPE, 1500 is the peak for him. Um, it's a good pick. They've got back-to-back -back here. So um, they take they take a defenseman first. Um, their next pick, they take Patrick Shepard, 298 TPE, also on pace for about 1500 TPE, 1585. He's out of Maine. So the, they go back-to-back -back, uh, with a, one with a defenseman and one with a forward. Um, just going to replenish that, that prospect pool. It doesn't have a lot there. I think those can't argue with you those picks. Um, yeah, from, from, from an analytics standpoint. So, uh, the next pick was by the Minnesota Chiefs. They take Jack Klompas. I, I don't know why that's just a hilarious name. Um, Klompas is a defenseman out of Newfoundland, 306 TPE, on pace for 1665. Um, the Minnesota Chiefs, in terms of their prospect pool, they're actually pretty deep. Um, they've got a, a mix of you know can't miss prospects and some mediocre prospects, and then a couple that have that have kind of dropped off as inactives. Um, so it looks like defense is their big need. Uh, in their prospect pool, their their top defense defensive prospect should peak around a thousand TPE, and then they've got uh, one at seven hundred from season fifty two. Uh, seven hundred is his peak, but I, I suspect he's inactive, so I don't I don't think he'll hit that seven hundred. So it tells me that the Chiefs needed a defensive uh, player here, and they got one. They got Klompas, who should hit around sixteen hundred TPE if he stays active. Um, so I think that's a great pick and a position of need for Minnesota uh, at 13. So then we come back to Texas at 14. They go uh, Taito Hutia. Hutila. Wow, I probably butchered that. Um, but out of Detroit, he has 291 TPE on pace for 1515. Um, the Renegades, in terms of their prospect pool, uh, they took a deep a defenseman early. Um, they've got a lot of forwards, and um, now three defensive prospects after their number one pick. Um, they've got a great prospect pool, uh, actually. I don't know if I said this the first time around, but every single prospect listed here uh, has a peak of, is projected to get a peak over 1,400 uh, if they stay active and earning at their current rate, but uh, they've got a, a great prospect pool. So at this guy joins a crowded forward group um, in, in the prospect in the prospect pool, but um, yeah, I don't think you can really have enough because uh, some of these guys will drop off and others, um, you know, you can you can use this trade bait. So there, Texas is loading up, and and their prospect pool looks to be legit. Uh, yeah, so Los Angeles Panthers pick next. They took Linus Grimstad. Linus Grimstad. Um, he's a center out of Carolina, 253 TPE, uh, on pace for 1135. So this is kind of a kind of a reach pick, maybe. Um, must be something about the user they like. Uh, I think I've heard that Los Angeles likes to pick uh, guys that have played there before. Um, so let's take a look at the, the team and how their prospect pool is built out. So they 
don't have any centers currently listed. They have a right winger, Jimmy Wagner, uh, listed, and one defenseman. So uh, they could use help at center and defense. So they take a center. So uh, they got their center in the first round. Um, I would have to imagine that he hasn't done his offseason stuff, which would definitely affect that TPE number and get him closer to the 300 range, which is what you see from a lot of these first-round prospects. Um, but yeah, they, they, they pull from to a position of need um, for the Panthers there. So uh, Hamilton Seahawks take Simon Takshak. Takshak. Uh, Hamilton's prospect pool. Um, they don't have any elite prospects, and this is probably because they're constantly picking at the back for the last few years uh, of the draft because they've been a, a good team for a few years now. So they end up taking a winger here. They don't have any defensive prospects. So if I were them, I probably would have taken uh, defense with this pick, but they're probably looking more at the user here. Uh, so Tekshak's a uh, winger out of Carol, uh, Kelowna, 269 TPE, uh, almost 1,300 should be his peak if he continues on this pace. Um, just to dig a little bit deeper here into what Hamilton might have been thinking, while I did say that they don't have any defensive prospects, they have currently one, two, three, four, five defensemen on their current team uh, that are over 1,000 TPE and haven't hit regression yet, and another two, th two players who are over a thousand who have hit regression so um they're definitely stacked at defense at the pro level uh i would probably still like to have one in the pipeline if i were them uh one high-end defenseman in the pipeline because they do have two guys in regression uh, but they are a little thinner at forward at the at the shl level so i guess the pick makes sense um yeah pick, pick makes sense that's, that's a good way to end it. Um, that, that ends round one. Um, I think the pick of round one was probably um, Amelia Bergman or Bork Lazar. This is a very deep defensive class. You saw a lot of defensemen drafted. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven defensemen drafted um, in the first 16 picks. So um, no goalies, notably. So... Um, Interesting that you don't see a single goalie go off the board in the first round, despite, I think, a few teams having a need, particularly since um, FHM seems to favor teams that have goaltender tandems. Um, but what do I know? I don't really test or play on uh, FHM much. So anyway, let's get to round two, round two of the draft. Um, starts out with the Toronto North Stars uh, having pick 17. And they take Scoochie Stratton. Um, now, I'm going to provide a little extra analysis here because I love... Um, I, I'm from Toronto. Not from Toronto. I'm, I'm drafted to Toronto, so um, I'm involved in this locker room. Uh, the user here, Honkers, was uh, a lot of people like him and a lot of people were saying hey we got to pick this guy at 17 for a while it looked like he was going to go higher um just because he he does some pretty high profile stuff on the site he's a historian and um 
he also I worked with him on a uh, cool tableau dashboard that he put together uh, for the SMJHL index and a way to kind of parse through data and uh, can visualize some of the statistics that the site that the game outputs um, I thought that this would get him a lot of attention and move him up draft boards but he's hurt by being a goalie here and you saw nobody took a goalie in the first round but Toronto break breaks that trend uh, in the second round with I think one of the steals of the draft um, Scoochie's at 294 TPE on pace for 1545 as far as team needs. Um, I think that we, we Toronto was going to take a goaltender this year or next, depending um, on, you know, who was there for us in this draft. Um, we don't have any prospect goalies in the, in the pool at this point. And while we do have a great SHL goaltender in Harry Carpet, he needs uh, a backup. Eddie Ask Jr. is inactive, 495 TPE. It's just um, we have to have somebody else who's going who's gonna to be able to play goalie <laughs> in the future. And, and Honkers can do that. And Carpet's two years away from reg regression. So uh, it's, it's time to start thinking about the future. Maybe this is one year early, but we have a great user here that we, we got with this pick. So um, I can rave about that pick all day. But I'll move on <laughs> to, uh, to teams that other people care about. So the Texas Renegades um, get their third pick of the draft. Um, Yosef Fantobens. I don't know if it's Yosef or Joseph. But he's a defenseman. Detroit Falcons. Um, 335 TPE on pace for approximately uh, 1955. Which is crazy um, to get that guy in the second round. So... Um, they add to a great prospect pool in Texas, and this is a team, along with, I think, Toronto, that is going to be running the league in a couple of seasons. Um, they are just loaded with young prospects and young talent on their on their SHL roster, so this is a team to look out for. Um, they add yet another defenseman to a solid, already defensive uh, core, and I don't know what else you can really say about that pick. I mean... Um, that team is just loading up with, with talent. So Tampa Bay Barracuda. Uh, now Tampa Bay, uh, as I've, as I've said, they don't really have any needs that are glaring to me. Um, I think maybe some forward depth would be, would be good for them. They take Matthew Forrester, who's a center out of Newfoundland, uh, 278 TPE on pace for about 1,385 um, TPE. I think it's a, it's a good pick, uh, by Tampa Bay, that a team that needs forwards. Um, just scanning back here to see, yeah, they took Dwight Knight. So they, bro they broke the seal with forwards in the first round too. So this, uh, they're loading up on forward, which is exactly what they need to do. So, um, with their prospect pool. So they're, it's a great, another great pick by them. So, PBJ Soupan um, was the next picked. So this is a, a Hall of Fame tier name. <laughs> uh, defenseman out of Newfoundland. Uh, 282 TPE on pace for 1425. Um, Minnesota Chiefs are the ones who select him. So Minnesota, as I've said, they've got a lot of prospects. Uh, but they're adding here to their defensive core uh, in addition to taking Klompas. Uh, 
they're they're loading up on the defensive end. That's I think where they're weakest in their prospect pool. So I think that's a that's a smart move and a, and another good pick by by Minnesota a franchise that is also in rebuild and um, who's going to be scary in a couple of years along with Texas and Toronto. Uh, Tampa Bay back on the clock at twenty one. They take oh boy, Elwolf Jerk Jerkson. Now some prep work would have probably been good here, Tron. Uh, 281 TPE out of St. Louis, uh, 1415 approximate peak TPE. So Tampa Bay, who we've seen take some forwards, they do pull a defenseman here um, just to make sure their class is balanced. Um, I think they had a great draft. I don't, I don't think you can really um, argue with any of the picks they made. So. Um, Kudos to Tampa Bay. They pull off uh, Dwight Knight, Matthew Forrester, and um, O. Wolf Jerickson. So two forwards and a defenseman in the first two rounds. I think that's, that's a great draft by a team that needs help and is, is in the rebuilding stages of their franchise. So uh, Chicago is back on the clock, clock with back-to-back picks here at 22 and 23. Uh, at 22, they take Kale Armanson. Now he's a goaltender out of Newfoundland, 297 TPE, uh, 1575 approximate peak, peak TPE. Uh, so the second goalie off the board. Let's take a look at um, what Chicago needs. I did say in the first round coverage that I did think they needed a goalie prospect. Um, and it it's a good thing they waited because they get a really good one here. The second goaltender off the board, one of the best goaltender prospects in the draft. Um, they have uh, Tibek Sunica at the at the SHL level, um, who's a great goaltender uh, in his ninth season uh, or tenth season, uh, and they have an inactive backup. So this is uh, this is a position of need for them, and um, they really can't go wrong because they they kind of need players all over the board uh, to to restock that that farm system. So good pick in uh, goaltender here with Am, uh, Ardmanson, Am, Amundsen. Yep. Chicago then turns around and takes Jean Othred Ragnarsson Tremblay. Yeah, that's a name. Uh, a center out of Colorado, 340 TPE, uh, approximate peak over 2,000. So this is a steal late in this draft. I don't know if there's concerns about the user. And as I said, I think Chicago kind of needs help all over in their prospect pool. Um, so picking up a, a forward who could potentially get over 2,000 TPE um, by his peak is a great pick this late in the draft. So uh, hats off to Chicago for making that pick. Uh, the next one is the New England Wolf Pack. They take James LeBlonde, who is out of Anaheim. So this is a teammate of mine. Uh, I love the user. I think he maybe joined midseason, uh, which is why his TPE is probably a little lower than the rest of the draft class. But he's a good user, which is probably what they what New England saw when they took when they picked him up. Uh, Two hundred fifty two TPE approximate peak of eleven hundred. Now I will say with this um, this metric approximate peak, it's not going to take into account users that started halfway through the season. Um, so 
don't really know how to account for that uh, in the future. It's probably something I need to adjust because uh, I do think that this is underselling LeBlanc as a prospect a little bit. Um, however, you can't argue there are higher TP players on the board for New England at this pick. But he's a good user. Uh, he's active in the locker room. And uh, he should have a bright future in the SHL. So it's in terms of what New England needed, um, they have a lot of forward prospects. So a defensive prospect here is a smart play. Um, so I think I think that's a good pick by a team who who needs it. So the next was Toronto North Stars at 25. They take Alexei Petrikov. Um, now, I, obviously, I'm in this locker room, so I know the user M Dubs. Um, 352 TPE over 2100 approximate peak TPE. This is an absolute steal of a pick, uh, a defenseman. Now, I don't know. I, I know he's an SHL uh, Toronto alumni, but I don't know if he if he told teams he only wanted to go to Toronto or what. But it, it, in any case, it's a great pick by Toronto. It solidifies uh, a good future defensive core that includes Mazaros and Kanoff. Um, and uh and Sato now. So it's a it's a great pick. Um I won't I won't pat my own team on the back too much. Uh but because I think I think the user wanted to come to Toronto, but that's uh yeah, good pick. High TPE for, for twenty five overall. So uh the next pick was forfeit by the New England Spectres or uh, I'm sorry, New Orleans Spectres. And then twenty seven Buffalo another goaltender, uh, Thor Odinson. So, uh, let me real quick, quick over to Buffalo. Buffalo does not have a goaltender prospect, um, currently. So it's a good pick by a team who I think had a good draft considering they had, uh, two picks in the first two rounds, uh, one at five and one in 20, at one and 27. They got, uh, Amelia Bergman at, Number five, and one of the best goaltender prospects at 27. So I think that's a that's a great draft for a Buffalo, um, you know, who who needed needed to pick up a couple of prospects in these first two rounds, uh, and I think they hit it out of the park with both picks. These are both great. Um, the next one I'm gonna definitely butcher Thor Thor Thorburn Gunnarsson. Uh, that was maybe better than I thought I was going to do. Uh, the San Francisco Pride take him at 28. So we have a, Thor, a Thor and a Thorburn going back to back. Uh, Gunnarsson is a right winger from Anchorage, 264 TPE on pace for about 1245. We, uh, San Francisco Pride. I haven't, this is their first pick of the draft. Uh, they had no first rounder, so they have four prospects: two of them, two forwards, a defenseman, and a goaltender. All of them are active and projected to be more than at least fourteen hundred TPE. So this is a adding a forward to that mix. Um, I don't think you can argue with the pick. Uh, Gunnarsson is a good earner, and. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna strengthen a pretty good team that uh, is trying to make sure they have a pipeline in place for when some of their current players start to retire. They've got a lot of players in regression uh, right now. So, yeah, number twenty nine, Los Angeles takes 
Guy Lagrande, 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 uh, a center out of Newfoundland, 277 277 277 277 I mean, when you get this late, there's not uh, a ton of elite players left on the board. Um, you're looking for users that fit in your locker room well. And uh, this guy seems like he earns well, and he's he's going he's gonna to have a, a good future for a pretty good team. So Chiefs are on deck with two picks in a row. Uh, these were my two favorite picks in terms of names. Uh, we had Grapefruit Lizard at 30 and Slimy Snail at 31. <laughs> Um, so Grapefruit Lizard is a center out of, uh, St. Louis, 279 TPE on pace for 1395 TPE and Slimy Snail, a defenseman out of Vancouver, 263 TPE on pace for 1235 TPE, um, Minnesota as a team. Um, as I've said, every time they pick, they are loaded with prospects, just tons so they have a pretty balanced draft, taking another uh, defenseman and another forward here um, to add on to Klompus that they took in the first round. So they get uh, one forward and two defensemen. I think that's about what they needed looking at their prospect depth. They have one, two, three, four, five. Five forwards projected to be over 1,000 TPE and one defenseman projected to be over 1,000 TPE. So picking up two defensemen here and, um, and a forward, I think, um, is the right move for their first three picks in this draft. So I think Minnesota does a pretty good job in this draft overall. Um, and that leaves Hamilton Steelhawks last. Um, as I said last time uh, they picked, they did not have a lot of defensemen. With their first pick, they took a forward, which uh, surprised me. With this pick, they take a defenseman. So Adam Friedland... Defense, Carolina Kraken, 207, uh, 257 TPE, 1,175 TPE. Um, I mean, they needed a defenseman, so I don't think you can argue with this pick. He's projected to be over 1,000 TPE, so uh, I think it's a good pick for for late second round. Uh, if I were Hamilton, I probably still would have gone defenseman uh, in the first round, especially considering some of the guys that went after the forward they took. Um, but... I think we're, we're splitting hairs on a pretty good team right now. Um, Hamilton's really not going to struggle anytime soon. Uh, they've got a lot of strong players that haven't even entered regression yet. And uh, they're just looking to bolster the prospect pool to um, make sure that there's a pipeline of talent coming in. And <clears throat> as I said last time, they're loaded with young defensemen. So uh, it's maybe the right move to wait, but uh, I'm also not a... SHL GM, so I'm just an outsider looking in. Anyway, that gets us through the first two rounds. I'm not going to keep going, um, although I'm only at about 40 minutes. But uh, I think that should be enough to get, uh, yeah, that's that's enough draft talk for one day. and Maybe I should get back to work. So uh, thanks for joining me on the Troncast. Um, I don't know when I'll be able to record again. We um, are 
buying a house and moving right now during a pandemic. So it's a lot of crazy stuff happening in my household. So we'll see when I will be able to find time for another podcast. But um, I figured I had to get one out this week so that I could get paid. So thank you for listening. Um, and I'll see you next time on the Troncast.